You're listening to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, episode number seven. I'm your host, John McGowan. Joining me from Sacramento, California is well-known fitness author, educator, entrepreneur, multi-sport athlete, professional speaker, and the originator of zone-based heart rate training, Sally Edwards. Welcome, Sally. Thanks, John. It's great to be here, and I look forward to this conversation. You know, while I was preparing for this, I was struck by the enormity of all the things that you have accomplished in your life, writing over 20 best-selling books, starting half a dozen businesses, training and competing in ultra-distance running, Ironman competitions. I was asking myself the question, do you actually sleep? <laughs> oh, I, um, I practice what I preach, which is to live a balanced lifestyle. So, um, yes, I've been, um, I do sleep. I've been uh, gifted from my parents' wonderful uh, X and Y chromosomes. I mean, X and X chrom- female chromosomes. Okay. And, and from my three older brothers, um, the spirit of competition and, and love of sports. So I, I am, I'm very fortunate and grateful for the life I'm, I'm living in and, and uh, wanting to share with other people. It sure seems that way. Uh, now, is the rest of your family as active and entrepreneurial as you are? <laughs> um, they are active, and they're all pretty healthy. Um, and I think it's just in the Edwards DNA. So I wish that I could give that away to other people, but it's something that your parents give you. So You don't get to pick your parents, do you? <laughs> I was talking with your assistant getting this set up, and she had said that you were on a hike someplace here just recently. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I, uh, for last year was my 60th birthday and I decided to hike from uh, Lake Tahoe to Yosemite Valley, which is about 230 miles. And I made it halfway and uh, decided to postpone the other half until this year. So I just came back from 10 days of above tree line, 9,000, most of a 9,000 feet of elevation in the Sierra Nevada mountains of backpacking. And I met wildlife biologists along the way. I met an endangered species, a Yosemite frog that's just been reintroduced into the uh, uh, High Sierra Lakes. And I met a barred owl that circled three times and uh, was just the enjoying the outdoors and, and, and more than just riding my bike and swimming and running has been a really valuable part. I'm a, a very loud advocate of uh, taking care of the planet. From my perspective, you seem to be living that life. <laughs> I do. I ride my bike to work. I uh, motivate thousands and tens of thousands of women a year to do a triathlon. And it's, it's good. So, so thank you. As an inventor, Sally, I'm fascinated by stories about the genesis and development of new ideas that kind of break into the market in a big way. Can you Kind of start this by describing where heart zone based training came from, how you championed this forward. In 1984, uh, I owned a chain of uh, and, and founded when I was younger than that a chain of uh, running stores called Fleet Feet Sports. There are about 80 of them in the United States right now. And after I founded that company, we started selling a lot of heart rate monitors. And I said, you know, this is the most essential training tool that you can have. 
and I started racing with it. I ran the Olympic trials using my heart rate monitor, not knowing what the number 170 beats a minute meant because they were just uh, being brought to the United States as a training tool, a training technology. I then experimented for a number of years and I noticed how many people would return their heart rate monitors and we'd have to give them a refund because they didn't know what to do with them. So I wrote the first book on heart rate training. Then um, that book was published in 1988 called The Heart Rate Monitor Book. And it sold a million plus copies and translated in a lot of foreign languages. And I then um, wrote a second book called The Heart Rate Monitor Guidebook, which incorporates a lot uh, much bigger, more robust, more technical book. Um, which is still in publication today, and I update quite frequently. And if someone were to say, Sally, I need a book on training in the zones and training with heart rate, then I would recommend um, that title. And so originally I built the training system on maximum heart rate. And the system is proprietary and branded and called Heart Zones Training to differentiate it from just vanilla heart rate training follow anybody's um, system and heart zones training is based on uh, certain principles that we teach in our seminars in our workshops at our conference which is to measure and monitor your performance to uh, calculate training load which is the amount of exercise that you're doing in each workout which is to periodize it and put it into a plan so I created that um, the original heart rate training system based on using the heart in zones and a monitor called Heart Zones Training. And since then, have developed uh, a number of other training systems that are uh, using threshold as the anchor point. If you're familiar with the difference between maximum heart rate and building zones around maximum, or you might prefer to measure this crossover point between aerobic and non-aerobic training called threshold and built training zones on that. So since then, I've written, oh, maybe six or eight books on training with a heart rate monitor. And um, though we're in about probably 10,000 schools in America, two of those books were physical education curriculums for teachers. Three of those books were for indoor and outdoor cycling. The most popular heart zone cycling is how to use a heart rate monitor for outdoor cycling. And we now certify indoor cycling instructors using heart rate, using a jumbotron. Okay, so John, do you know what a jumbotron is? I do not know. I thought I'd heard a lot of things, but I've never heard of a jumbotron. So a jumbotron is big screen television uh, displaying heart rate on a, a wall in a gymnasium or club where there's groups that are training together. And the Jumbotron is a receiver that projects the heart rate and puts it, does it by, our, by color. So the Heart Zones training system it uses blue as zone one and green as zone two and yellow as zone three. Those are light intensity exercises. And then the hotter zones, zone four and five, are orange and red. Um, so you can teach it in, by color, by percentages, by absolute number by zone number using floors and midpoints and ceilings. So in one way, heart zones training is a is heart rate training in a very simple way. 
Another level is what Olympic athletes and top uh, performance athletes use, which is measuring and monitoring and uh, assessing performance based on your cardiac response to um, a certain amount or dosage of exercise. To go quickly back to the Jumbotron, are you saying that you're projecting each participant's heart rate on the screen? Yeah, it'll, hold, it'll project up to 72 different individuals at one time on a big display. So like in a gymnasium, in a school for school physical education classes, it can project at the entire wall of a gymnasium and simultaneously record the data and then automatically email it to the students or put it into a record what their heart rates were for that day. You know what? I could see that being incredibly valuable in an indoor cycling class. Everything that I do is very heart zone specific. Oh, that's good. Throughout the entire class, there is a very specific zone that you should be in. And yet, as I look around my class, I recognize that there are some, either too high or too low, are maybe not following it. So I guess as you're saying this, I'm thinking, I wonder what the acceptance level of that would be, if it would be intimidating to some or applying some accountability that you know, the whole thing about indoor cycling, there's no technology around it. So, you know, it's an individual thing and you can fake it or you can do what you're told or you can do more than you're told. So it'd be interesting to see how that would work. I guess going to that, do you have acceptance? Are you using that in some type of a group uh, cycling classes other than your training that you're providing? Um, yes, we actually sell this product um, to indoor cycling, cl- to clubs and to individual instructors and to private studios. And we certify those people in the technology and in the application, which is more essential. The, the pushback, the resistance doesn't happen because it's all anonymous. So when you walk into the room, you might be, you, you're not yourself. You put in a different name. So everybody has a nickname or a handle. Oh, I, okay. Okay. So it's not John's art rate up there. Okay. I understand. Right. I mean, I always put my name in because I think um, I want people to know who I am on the screen, but nobody else has to. They're all anonymous. So they're Mickey Mouse and Spider-Man and, um, you know, all the, all the fictitious names. And it's kind of, it makes it more fun. Plus, you also really focus. It's a very much of a focusing technique to, you know, stay on tune. So when the indoor cycling instructor says, okay, we're going to go up 2% every one minute for 10 minutes. So we're going to go 80, 82, 84, 86, 88 uh, every one minute. And then we're going to do, a, a, you know, we're going to drop down to recovery down to 60%. So it's done on percentages so we can all ride together. We don't, it's not an absolute number. You're, you know, I have a 53-year-old friend. Her maximum heart rate is 220 beats a minute. I have another 53-year-old friend, and her maximum heart rate is 140. So instead of trying to compare these two people with such a broad difference in their maximum and equally broad in their threshold, and again, threshold heart rate is, the, uh, is a crossover point. It's a really critical uh, physiological biomarker where you get into a much higher uh, distress and at those higher above threshold and below threshold. You can sustain below threshold heart rates for a long, long time. But we train, you, so you can train as a great, so everybody can be training the same ride at their, indi- you know, individually in a group setting. It's just fabulous. And it's not this guesswork like go, you know, go to a rating of perceived exertion of a five. It should feel, you know, moderate to hard. I mean, 
The difference between your moderate and my moderate and your perceived perception of a five is, is huge amounts of error. In an earlier podcast I did with Jessica Christensen, the training manager for New Leaf Fitness, she's actually presenting at your conference that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. We talked about that, essentially saying that, you know, the difference between guessing and knowing perceived exertion, heart rate formulas based on 220, less your age, those type of things, they're not valid. They're absolutely useless. Any mathematical formula that tries to tell you what your blood pressure, your maximum heart rate, your threshold heart rate, your body fat is it's impossible, or, or t- to say, John, how tall are you? I'm about 5'10". Okay, so I take two men that are 5'10". One wears a, f- shoe, a, a shoe size 9, and another one wears a size 12. But you can't look at those people until you get down and measure their shoe size. You can't say all 5'9 men wear a size 9 shoe. Mm-hmm. And what the formulas say is all five foot nine men that are 34 years old, maximum heart rate is 180. And it's just not true. It can be 60 or 70 beats of air. So it's the, the old days of one size fits all. All males that are 34 years old will use these zones is based on absolutely no science. Those formulas are totally fabricated and, and pulled out of thin air. And the amount of air is, you might have, there's no point in having a formula. You could just guess. So I really appreciate the whole threshold application that you mentioned earlier and how valuable that is, that it's not as stressful as a test, whether it's a breathe, you know, a talk test or an actual metabolic assessment. You can work this from either direction, correct? Yes. There are two different training systems, whether you use the maximum heart rate system or you use the heart zone's threshold heart rate system. You are right. We do field testing called submax tests. And when you do a submax test, you're estimating maximum heart rate because there's some risk involved in taking someone to exhaustion. So although I'm a competitive athlete and I go to my maximum heart rate quite often in my training, it's not appropriate for the new to fitness or the health club athlete or um, someone like that. So taking a submax test and those tests you can are 10-minute workouts. They're posted on our website, heartzones.com, and I urge people to do, to, to do that, to take a field test for threshold or a submax uh, test for maximum heart rate, and, and find out your zones. I mean, if you're not doing zone training, then you're wasting a lot of your valuable time. How valuable do you see actual testing versus some type of a field test? Um, I think we're, um, there are three different levels of, of a measurement. One is taking your maximum heart rate and taking a percentage of that and using that as your temporary threshold number. The second one would be to do field tests, the can you speak comfortably test or the two by four minutes or those and estimate threshold. And the third one is to do a uh, what, you're, what you call a VO2 metabolic test. We call it an exercise fitness test, which is measuring gas exchange, like you were uh, saying with Jessica Christensen. And, you know, I kind of think of one is out of the ballpark and one is, you know, you're in the outfield and the other is you're standing right on a home plate. It's absolutely accurate uh, with some daily variability. But I think it's essential to take a, a VO2 exercise fitness test and find out your your numbers and find out if you're getting fitter to, and take a retest. And it is absolutely amazing when you start teaching people about caloric expenditure in the zones 
about calculating accurately their training zones and then telling them what level of fitness they're in, how much better people are going, individuals train when they have inf- data, biofeedback, performance information. Uh, I'm going to guess that you have hundreds of success stories. <laughs> Can you tell us just one or two people that you've kind of turned around by getting them thinking correctly? Um, sure, I'd be happy to, to uh, share a, a story and maybe I'll share a weight loss story because I know a lot of America is interested in how to use a heart rate monitor and heart zones training for uh, weight loss. My sister-in-law, her name is Penny Brinkerhoff, uh, just was about to turn 40 and wanted her mother to give her some diamond earrings for her 40th birthday present. And I said, you know, no, mom, don't give her diamond earrings. Give her the best gift you can give, which is the gift of fitness. So she gave her the registration fee to go to a three-day camp that I was leading uh, on doing your first triathlon called Camp Danskin. And when she got the gift, she broke into tears and said, no, no, I want earrings. I'll be intimidated. I'll be the worst one. I'm the fattest. I'm, you know, five foot two and 180 pounds. And and I said, no, you're going to do really, really well. And here's the other gift you get, which is eight weeks with a personal trainer. Uh, By the time she uh, went to camp, she knew a lot about heart zones training and how to, and she started teaching everybody else about, oh yeah, I know how to give you your submax test and set your zones and program your monitor. And Thinking she was going to be a disaster, she was a great coach. She went on to do the Danskin about four months later and had lost five pounds. And was in tears saying, Sally, you know, you promised me weight loss. And I said, no, I I did promise you weight loss, but not quick weight loss. Because the process of changing your lifestyle and getting fit is a long process. It takes a long time to get out of shape and a long time to get in shape. And sure enough, she crossed that finish line, and I've not seen a woman with a bigger smile than becoming a triathlete, and she dropped three, three uh, clothing sizes. And by six months later, her body had given up that hunking around her set point weight, and she had dropped 40 pounds and was wearing a, a size six clothes and said, thank you for you know my heart rate monitor. Thank you for the training. Thank you for the encouragement, which it takes all of those things. It's not like, go get a heart rate monitor, you're going to lose weight. Go get a personal trainer, you're going to lose weight. Go get the heart zones training system, you're going to lose weight. It takes a concerted effort over a long period of time, and it is guaranteed to work. So it makes, always makes me happy when someone in my family, after all these years of my preaching health and activity and fitness and, and uh, performance, finally says, okay, I've never been happier. My marriage is better. My, my energy is better. My health is better. And I love my body. You can hear the rest of my interview with Sally Edwards on podcast number eight, which should be posting shortly, where we discuss the Heart Zones Active Healthy Living Conference that's happening in November. If you need some information on that, you can visit my site, www.indoorcycleinstructor.com. And I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a comment or suggestion, let me know, john at indoorcycleinstructor.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.